0: number of years ago I was pastor of another parish I had a young man who served a wedding with me and at the end of the wedding in the sacristy he looked at me and he said "Um, if I ever get married and then he turned around and said which will never happen I want you to be at my wedding. I said well if you remember that you call me let me know. Yesterday I married him. Yeah, his parents probably had the same reaction. Um, (laughs) It was a really, I I guess the the gospel today kind of put me in that mood to talk about that with you. um, Because they're they're talking about a wedding uh, in the gospel. Uh, But um, one of the things I really liked about it is um, this young man and young lady were um, both only children. And so it was very difficult for their parents, I'm sure, to let go. Um, and, and, and yet at the same time, very joyous uh, in their response. But then this young fellow was a, a student in my elementary mentor building. And then when I was chaplain and an administrator at Delone, he was a student there. And when I was at Delone, I used to see him walking the halls all the time. It's like he never went to class. And I said to him yesterday, "This is the longest I've seen you in one room ever." and we gave him a diploma, so I witnessed it uh, but after he graduated, he and a few of his friends um, came up here and went to Messiah and often worshipped with you uh, in in this church, their parents as well but the whole wedding party yesterday—the uh, men were all graduates of Messiah, and the uh, girls were all graduates of York College, and they were all basketball players. So they're very tall all around me. Um, they're they were all tall, the men and the women. Um, I kind of shrunk into the background as as uh, the wedding process uh, proceeded. But the day before, on Friday, they and this young fellow has always been a little bit unconventional he never really kind of stayed with the rules he's very fluid and 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 moving along as quickly as the wind blows so they we had a rehearsal on friday at ten thirty in the morning and then followed by a brunch most people as you know when they marry they do the rehearsal the night before and then a dinner and so we had this nice brunch and it was just for the the uh, family and the uh, the maid of honor, the, the bridesmaids and groomsmen, parents got up and and did their um, their toast, their roast, gave them you know the, the joys of having them as children, the hopes they have for their future, and then in an unusual way, um, all the bridesmaids and groomsmen wanted to say something as well, and they all got up and, and said things. And why I'm sharing this with you is how impressed I was that these mid-20-year-olds were very, very God-centered. Their comments could have been about the fun times they had at school or the the crazy things they did or the things they didn't want their parents to ever know about. But they really uh, were very sincere in bringing them to God, offering this marriage and their love as a result of God's providential care for them comments like um, God brought you together keep God and keep Christ as the center of your life and your marriage will be well do this do this do this one of them said it was very impressive for me uh, said um, we're not really sure when you walk in to the to the wedding tomorrow you're going to walk out holding hands and we have no idea what God will have planned for you but it will be good and it will be a blessing to many. We will all benefit from what happens tomorrow. I had to think about that. You know, first it was joyful to hear young people not be afraid to talk about Jesus Christ. Not be afraid in front of their peers, in front of their friends, who I'm sure had a great party last night. You know, but, but you know... All of us are called to that. Even in the rite of marriage, there's a, there's a new, uh, it's old but resurrected, the rite of blessing an engaged couple. And in that prayer, it says, Lord God, you have brought, then you insert their names, you have brought them to meet each other through your providential plan, just as that young man said who was not a Catholic. But they had a point because like that newly married couple yesterday who walked out hand in hand into an adventure that they don't know how it's going to unfold. They have, like you and I, their hopes, their dreams. Just like when the Sears catalog used to come and you and I would mark the pages and circle the things that we wanted. We may or may not have gotten them. But they, had their, they have their dream, they have their hope, they have their, their vision of what this marriage is going to be. And I think it reflects what we heard in the readings today. How deeply we must trust God to get us through this journey of life. How t- deeply we must rely on each other to move through this world of ours safely until we come to the kingdom as the as the gospel said or the, um, a kingdom that's already prepared for us and we're invited in that faith to take God by the hand we're invited to to touch him just as Peter when he jumped out of that boat and thought he had it all together I can walk on this water and come to the shore and have breakfast with the Lord and he didn't he couldn't because he relied on himself. And then Jesus was there on the water in the storm and said, take my hand. Follow me. So many times Jesus offers that to all of us. He, he opens up for us this opportunity for us in the midst of our confusion, in the midst of darkness. I walk through the valley of the, uh, the, valley of the dark shadows of death. And sometimes we think that's all we're going to walk through. We experience loss, disappointment, frustrations in our marriages, in our, in our schools, in our churches, in, 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 in anything that, that's humanly um, guided. We seem to, to have a lot of mistrust and a lot of concern, a lot of doubt, and rightly so. But we add is that one person said, put God in the center of it and it all changes. It all changes, and every one of us in this room, whether we want to be proud of it or not proud of it or boldly proclaim it, each one of us know that moment in our life when God reached his hand out to us and saved us and walked us into a future of hope and not despair, a future of light and not darkness, a future of life and not death. So we take God by the hand and, and, and we become... Christ's instrument as he continues to use us to reach out to others. Think of that, that young couple, all the people they must have known in their life and in their, their journeys of, of hope, and they reached out to each other. They reached out to others. They reached out to their friends, their family. All the people that were gathered around them yesterday were all people who, who um, reached out to them or they reached out in return. And they wanted to celebrate. They wanted to be joyful together. They want to be friends and and companions on this journey. And we're called to do the same. But sometimes we miss that hand as it's stretched out to us. Sometimes we miss the hand of Christ and and God as, as they reach out to us. Because we're not looking at each other. If God uses us, if, God, if we say, Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Lord, make me an instrument of your love. Lord, where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is despair, let me bring joy. Then we've got to look at each other. In order to see Christ reaching out to us, in order to see Christ helping us in those things that are swallowing us and, and, and looking as though we're not going to make it through life. We need to see each other look at each other in order to find God who is very invisible to a lot of us because he works through us. We open our eyes, faith. A story told of a of a rabbi and he and his students were talking about faith in general. How do we know we have faith? How do we know we can depend upon it? How do we know uh, it's working? So the rabbi asked a question. He said, you tell me first how we determine the hour of dawn when night is over and day begins. The first student thought, you know, I know the answer to this. It's when there's enough light comes up and we can tell the difference from a distance between a dog and a sheep. And the rabbi said, no. No. The second student raises his hand and says, it's when there's enough light that we can tell the difference between a fig tree and a grapevine. No. After a few runs of this, they finally just said, oh, tell us. You know, you tell us how we know. And the rabbi said, it's when you can look into the face of another human being and you have enough light within yourself to recognize them as your brother or your sister. Until then, it will always be night and darkness will be with you. That's the faith that we're talking about. That's the faith that, that we heard in these readings this morning. You know, in that book of wisdom, they knew a lot of things about God. They awaited they a lot of things from God. They, were, they, they suffered for God. Yet they didn't give up hope, they, they stayed, they, they waited. The psalmist says, while we're waiting, you know, let's, let's be kind to us, let's lift up those things that, that, that burden us, be kind to us, deliver us from death, preserve us in spite of famine. In our prayer, we talk about deliver us, Lord, from every evil, keep us free and safe from sin. As though God is going to, you know, we even say, lead us not into temptation of those. God is going to take us by the hand and put us in the wrong place. It's our self-doubt, our our self-doubt. And we look at these people in Hebrews. The letter of Hebrews talks about Abraham, who simply was called to follow, and he did. Sarah, who was told, you know, she was sterile, but trust me, you're going to have a baby. Next year, this time, you'll have a baby. She did. And it can continue with, with all these different people that we meet in, in Scripture, we meet in our in our history of our saints and our and our interactions with one another, and there were people who opened their eyes and lived in hope, grasped that hand of Christ, grasped the hand of God and trusted. Imagine if we trusted Christ that much. The Christ who says to us, I've given you a lot, so I entrust you with a lot. Last week told us, don't keep it to yourself. Share it with others. Don't build a barn and store it up for yourself. But imagine if we just grasped the hand of Jesus and obeyed his teachers, listened to his teachings, at least listened to his teachings. What our world would be like, how different our political systems would be, our business, our education, our medicine, our sports, even the church. We would be so alive, so hopeful. And so grateful that God extends his hand to us, leads us out these aisles into a future unknown, but a future still filled with hope, with grace, and with love.